You're listening to Podcast BXN, a video game podcast delivering player experience news. Let's go! Yo, what is up, guys? Welcome to Podcast BXN, episode 120. Player experience news. I am one of your hosts, your favorite Portland Mexican Christian Macias, and I'm joined over Discord today by Kentucky's number one, sorry, number two Spartan. I'm just kidding. Daniel Prindle, aka Dan, is DTM. <laughs> Who's the number the Nintendo... one? <laughs> Gage. Thank you. The Nintendo aficionado, Roro. And did someone say Canada? That's right. It's the Gage White North. Thank you to everyone watching us live and participating Ooh. in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. Just search Podcast PXN, as well as on twitch.tv slash podcast PXN. Uh, guys, the show always starts with the PXN news of the week, so let's go ahead and jump right in. Of course, we started doing quick bites here on the show. It's some small news to, to munch on before we get into the main course of the big news of the week. Our first quick bite is, hello, welcome to the redesign of Podcast PXN. Uh, same name, same us, but uh, we, we might have changed the, uh, the uh, abbreviation there. No longer PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, although we do talk about that stuff. We are now player-experienced news. Thank you to Dan for, for all the hard work he did on, on putting the intro together uh, and as well as redesigning all the stuff and changing the RSS feed. So everyone say thank you, Dan. Big clap. No, thank, thank you, you to thank all you, of you guys. You guys contributed just as much as I did. You're a beautiful man, Daniel. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's debatable. I would swipe right. <laughs> I would. Our next, our next <laughs> and only quick bite here. Uh, kind of a big story, to be honest. I originally had this in the big news stuff, but we have kind of a, a longer tots, I'm assuming, and then we have some like uh, some meaty stuff in news of the topic, like news. So I was like, you know what? Let's move this over to quick bites. We can um, say it, maybe mention it, talk about it a little bit, and then move on. Uh, for those that are curious, though, you can check out the full story over at Game Informer because I am, of course, talking about the story behind Rockstar's canceled Bully Two. It is a long and very in-depth article over on Game Informer. Uh, I was reading uh, reading this article uh, a few days ago when I was putting the show doc together and, and then today as well, revisiting it to see if I was going to put it in the news or not. Uh, but it was like really cool just uh, talking about Rockstar uh, New England and about some of the stuff that they were working on on the sequel to Bully and how some of that stuff ended up going into uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Of course, talks a lot about uh, Crunch um, and then what eventually happened to 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 the scrap sequel. So if you're curious, if you're a Bully fan, check out the full article. Some very great reporting here. Um, Did you guys play yeah. the original Bully? I, I never played it. I missed it as well. Gotcha. I have like a vague memory of me playing it on PS2 at someone's house, but like never on my own. I played it in real life at school. Wait, no, on which side of it? <laughs> oh, which no. side of yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. That's the important question, Dan. Exactly. <laughs> we'll never know. Age is like secretly in Cobra Kai or something. <laughs> I've been watching Cobra Kai, and that's it. That's all our quick bites. That's all I got. That was quick. That was very quick. Thank you, Gage. Very, very on, on brand with the name. Ready for some news? Yes, sir. Of course. This is on everyone's mind. NFTs. Of course, every week we have to bring we have to bring back NFT discourse. When it, just when I think it's going to be over and that we're not going to bring it back in the show, <laughs> somebody brings it in. Oh, hold on, Glenn's writing something in the chat about me doing something. What I do? 
Christian, don't do us like that. Gage is not even close to as good as as Big Dan uh, is. I think he's referring to calling him this number two Spartan. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Glenn. Glenn? Appreciate that, oh. Glenn. I appreciate that, We're going to have a talk Glenn. next time you're down here. Glenn's the real MVP. Let's talk, Glenn. Let's talk. Of course, NFT guys, Square Enix CEO Yosuke Matsuda fully embraces NFT, the metaverse, and blockchain-based games in a public New Year letters. Uh, this was on the first day. We started off 2022 in games with this. This is the very first news item I saw about games. A, tra- a, a, a travesty. So I'm, re- I'm pulling a quote here from the article. I think it's a, it a Bloomberg article. Here we go. By contrast, blockchain games, which have emerged from their infancy and are at this very moment entering a growth phase, are built upon the premise of a token economy and therefore hold the potential to enable self-sustaining game growth. The driver that most enables such self-sustaining game growth is diversity, both in how people engage with interactive content like games and in their motivations for doing so. Advances in token economies will likely add further momentum to this trend of diversification. I see the play-to-earn concept that has people so excited as a prime example of this. I realize that some people who play to have fun, quote-unquote, and who currently form the majority of players have voiced their reservations towards these new trends. Duh. And understandably so. However, I believe that there will be a certain number of people whose motivation is to, quote, play to contribute, unquote, by which I mean to help make the game more exciting. My question for you guys, PXN crew, is exciting for whom? Because uh, I was reading the replies, everyone was quote tweeting the, the F out of this. To me, in-game economies just don't seem worth anything outside of the actual game. You can't even change it. Like, let's say you have a, a Ubisoft game with NFTs and you can't translate that over to another Ubisoft game because it's only living in one game. Uh, further, like developing practices around blockchain-based games, these, these uh, economy-driven games, to me, seems antica- antica- antithetical to what we look for in games, which is to have fun and to have like transformative experiences, not to own something that we bought with whatever cryptocurrency or in-game money just to for the sake of having it so i don't know my question is like is this exciting do you want blockchain games in your square enix games life is strange nfts i don't know what do you guys think (laughs) rose reaction to that yeah leave life is strange out of this (laughs) um i i really don't know i mean obviously i'm not for nfts like non-fungible token it's more like no fucking thanks if you know what i'm saying <laughs> but i i feel like i'm i've got to be missing something because these these companies just keep on like it seems like a domino effect that everybody just seems to be getting onto this train and i don't understand why besides i guess the obvious aspect which is the money and 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 i guess that's that's really it because gamers have been very outspoken about not wanting this in their games but it seems like the higher-ups are not caring and they just keep implementing it. And I could only foresee that EA is next and who knows who's after that, but it doesn't seem to be slowing down, unfortunately. Um, but here's hoping that... I, I don't even know what to hope for besides them not doing it, but yeah, I, I, I don't know what it's going to look like. I'm, I'm kind of worried. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, I... Yeah, I, I don't want this in my game, and and the, them to there's so much buzz words in this that I really don't even know. It makes it even more confusing um, to understand. But them putting "play to have fun" in quotes is just everything that I need to know about how yeah. what w- what they're doing. So yeah, I'm 
not on board yet. I hope probably will never be. Yeah, I I echo all of your sentiments, bro. And I, it's this thing where it's it's literally like loot boxes all over again because loot boxes were a big thing, and everybody wanted to get in on the loot box action, and then. All of a sudden, they started getting sued for loot boxes because of the random nature that was being attributed to gambling. Uh, so it's a little trickier, though, with NFTs because it's like NFTs isn't going to necessarily be labeled as like gambling because it's, you know, you're paying for an item, uh, a single item or whatever the NFT ends up being. Uh, so it gets a little muddier, I think. Uh, so if the publishers, you know, put out these NFTs and they end up selling super well, it's only going to further, you know, impact the industry and and we'll continue to see more of this. And it's ugh, I hope that doesn't happen. But, uh, uh, yeah, I'm afraid. Yeah, it's um, it's just yet another sign of video games becoming so big that. I mean, a lot of publishers and people that own the IP to these massive franchises, they're no longer art, they're business. And we're seeing that more and more. Like you said, uh, loot boxes were the thing, and then it's battle passes, and now it's in-game stores. I mean, I mean that's always been a thing. But it's it's unfortunate because it's um, it's kind of like... An, it's inevitable, right? When video games get this big, but like even the past 22 years, from 2000 until now, to, like in, in 2000... Video games were very much a nerd hobby. You wouldn't go around branding about that you play video games. Now, most people play video games. More people play video games than don't play video games. So they've gotten so big, and that's led to so many great games, but unfortunately, it just means that uh, they're getting more and more corporate, and they're going to find more ways to use the word uh, diversity, ways to diversify. Ways to diversify milking your players for money is what they're concerned about. So, yeah, no, I'm not excited at all. I don't like NFTs in general. It's a dumb idea. And there is a really good uh, uh, clip of Keanu Reeves giving an interview where yes. somebody asked about NFTs and he just laughed. And he's right because it's digital. It's There is nothing unique about anything digital. It's all code. Everything down to its core is ones and zeros and can be replicated. So NFTs uh, separate from video games is a dumb idea. NFTs in video games is extra dumb. No, thank you. Please. And and yet, no matter how much we fight against it, it seems like it is inevitable. Another Bloomberg article uh, uh, regards to this. This one I couldn't read because it was behind a paywall, which is ironic. Uh, the CEO's letter tri triggered an 8% jump in stock price, um, which again begs the question, are, are games being made for investors first? And like, that was always kind of the case, right? Like, you've got to make investors happy. You're making decisions based off not just, like, what the public wants and like, what consumers want to buy, what the like, what we want to buy and play as gamers, but also, like, you know, what is going to make our investors money. Like, it, it's always a, a, a back and forth, a, a pull here and there, right? So I understand that, but, yeah, when, when, you, when everyone seems to be vehemently against NFTs, and we've seen it, multiple companies try to go that way, and then, like, the next day, immediately turn back. We're just, like, you know what? We heard you. We're not doing it. Um, again, this just seems very antithetical and I don't know, I guess I'm curious to see how it shakes out, but I'm also not excited about it. So I think, we'll see. I think that's also like a side effect of like the video games industry getting so big because like the video game industry went from being like a super niche art form to now it's just, it's a huge conglomeration where you have investors and all of these other people you have to satisfy. So definitely a lot trickier nowadays. 
Well, like you say, Christian, how it, you've always had this balancing act between satisfying investors and satisfying players, but the problem is, is that the pendulum has swung from one end to the other because when the community was niche and it was um, it wasn't as sort of uh, mainstream, how you made investors happy was you made the game players wanted because that you had to make your money back. So you made the games better because you wanted to sell to players because there was a limited audience. Whereas nowadays, everyone, especially free-to-play games, free-to-play games can be downloaded by anyone, and it's all about how can we maximize revenue, how can we maximize profit. So it, all, it has always been a balancing act, but the pendulum has definitely swung from player first to investor first. Like how can, it, it almost feels like to me, it's how can we, how can we make this the most profitable and giving as little to the players as possible to make it passable, to make it like just fun enough to, that it doesn't seem like highway robbery. But I mean, at the end of the day, it sucks because these are, this is, this is a hobby, right? It's, it's all voluntary. Mm -hmm. So you can only complain so much, but at the same time, uh, sooner or later, we're just going to have to stop buying into it. That's the only way that they see dollar signs, as we're saying, as we're all agreeing. It's all about money. So eventually, we're going to have to put our feet down collectively, but we'll see when that happens. Shout out to the guy who lost his life savings by accidentally selling his apes to the wrong person or whatever it was that came out this week. I don't know if you guys saw that on Twitter. <laughs> no. The ape business is, is risky business. <sighs> The, the the board ape the nft monkeys you know you know what I'm oh, talking okay. about. oh yeah. i'm like i thought you were talking about like animals like apes i was like no no no, no, no. much the more NFTs. interesting story there's a man selling apes illegally this is interesting we need to find this man no. <laughs> moving on uh this comes from true achievements <laughs> 55 xbox achievements for goldeneye 007 have been listed on true achievements uh, I'm also going to pull from uh, Nibel over on Twitter uh, saying early last year, a beta build of a supposed canceled 2007 HD remaster for the Xbox 360 uh, had been leaked. Uh, and so this this could be further confirmation that we're getting some kind of 007 GoldenEye uh, remaster reports or what have you uh, coming to Xbox. Right. Yeah. So I say to you, did you play GoldenEye growing up and are you excited for a possible or to remake or remaster. Yes. And yes. How does this whole licensing work thing, though? Because I'm curious about that, right? Because when they got Rare Replay, I was like, okay, they got Rare. I guess they can do Perfect Dark. But I'm pretty sure... Hasn't Nintendo owned the licensing for uh, video game uh, James Bond stuff for, like, the past two decades? For just GoldenEye. They own... For just GoldenEye? Oh, okay. Yes. Just so GoldenEye. I think Activision, uh, EA had it for a while, and then Activision had it for a while. Uh, but no, the, yeah, Nintendo still owns the rights to the original GoldenEye, that story uh, in video games. So uh, apparently what I saw on Twitter is Nintendo originally had given Microsoft approval for this back in like 2009 or 10 or something uh, during the 360 era, and Rare had made this port, and then all of a sudden, Nintendo decided to back out for whatever reason. And now, apparently, they've had a change of heart, uh, which I wonder if that's because they're going to have like a Switch port of it. So maybe it'll release mm. on Xbox and Switch. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for this, uh, just as a huge GoldenEye fan back in the day. And that's like literally the, the best era of Rare. 
Um, obviously, I'll probably play it, and then I'll be like super disappointed. I'll be like, man, this doesn't hold up, but I don't care. It's it's great. I'm excited. If they don't have online co-op, I don't want it. True. Also, in this era of Xbox, does this mean we're getting... To me, what is really exciting, potentially, does this mean it's also coming to Windows? Can I play GoldenEye on mouse and keyboard? Because I think that will make the game age way better. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. You don't think as, so? long, as, long as, you, as long as you can't screen cheat, you know what I mean? That's true. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think split screen is a thing on PC. You, 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 can't, you can't screen cheat. You can actually like how... cheat with hacks. <laughs> like, like, you know, you squat up in GoldenEye. It's the, you know, not 4v4, but you get what I'm trying to say. Like, every yeah. you know, the four-player. We're on big yeah, let's go. You got to use the cardboard. You, you separate the screens by the cardboard, Christian. No way you ever did that, Dan. <laughs> no, I didn't. There's no way. <laughs> I didn't. Okay. Oh, man. Bro, I, I just, I just love that. Uh, I, I, I missed it. I didn't play it when I was younger, uh, so I, I totally missed it. Um, so I would definitely be interested in giving a shot if it does come to Xbox, but I do just love what Xbox keeps seems to keep doing with their backlog and just keeps releasing their back catalog. And if they have the opportunity to with GoldenEye, they, they are doing it. And I, I was on like the Xbox store the other day and I was just looking through the games and like there's games on here that I, I miss that I, I kind of want to get into. There's games that I've never heard of that I'm sure most of us have never heard of that are there just because they can. So I think it's really cool that they are doing doing this with backwards compatibility and at least trying to preserve uh, as much as video game history as they can. So I hope they continue with that and we see some other big hitters coming to Xbox in the future. Shout out to 13, the game that was on like GameCube and PS2. It was a remaster of that like two years ago. Nobody bought it, including myself. <laughs> it was a superior GoldenEye. It wasn't actually superior. I'm lying. Moving on, Perfect another story. Was the Perfect Dark? Yeah. Perfect Golden Dark, Eye. let's go. <laughs> Remember that time you made me watch that video of you reacting to Perfect Dark? <laughs> You're welcome. Stan freaking out. Yeah, amazing. Another Bloomberg article, this time by Jason Schreier. The first game by Ken Levine Studio, Ghost Story Games, has been stuck in development hell due to poor management style with high turnover reported. Uh, I'm going to pull this uh, one big uh, paragraph here from the article. Uh, of course, talking about Ken Levine, his current project, which began in 2014, still doesn't have a name or a release date. Development has suffered from numerous reboots and changes in direction, say 15 current and former employees of Levine's Westwood, Massachusetts-based studio. Ghost Story Games, just as critics grant... Uh, sorry, I, I'm, I, that was, I thought that was a period that was a comma. Massachusetts-based studio, Ghost Story Games. Just as critics grant Levine credit for the artistry of his games, many Ghost Story employees readily blame him for their tortured project. Levine is a flawed manager who often struggles to communicate his vision and alienates or uh, browbeats subordinates who challenge him or fail to meet his expectations. They current and former employees, most of whom requested anonymity because they feared repercussions. Uh, atop that, I was uh, digging through replies on that uh, when the news broke, and there was um, somebody talking about his management style for his uh, previous games who apparently reported, like, Ken Levine would go play something on the weekend, just like an, a, a different game, and then come in and then demand all these changes be made according to whatever gameplay he, like, just experienced over that weekend, which is not how development works. And yet, like, I don't know, this dude's, like, running the studio? Like, I, I don't know. How has this gone on for so long? 
since 2014. And then before that, games like Bioshock and whatnot. Just absolutely insanity that we're like letting like auteurism for the sake of, of, of our tour kind of uh, dictate like who we deify in the industry, even though it's like these dudes aren't perfect. Uh, very much the opposite. Like this, this dude is like needs a different role. They need, we need to like seriously check his management style because it seems like people are suffering just trying to uh, keep up with whatever he's demanding for his next game, which doesn't even have a name yet. Yeah. So, pass the mic I, off to you guys. Thoughts on this? I I don't know how I feel about this. I I obviously don't agree with the management style, and it's tough because we live in an era where there's a lot of uh, this is getting a lot more public attention as it should with sort of uh, higher ups and how they treat their employees and all that stuff. I mean, it's it's tough because Ken Levine has made some pretty incredible games games that have will like bioshock will go down in the history books as one of the greatest games ever made it's very original it's very unique and a lot of the issues that you brought up it, is what i'm worried about for dying light 2 where the 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 lead would go and see all these things in other games and then come back and say you know what i want x y and z in this game and just artificially and abruptly changing things um yeah i don't know this is i'm not gonna get my pitchfork out just yet because it sounds like regular shitty boss stuff and not right. psychotic city, shitty boss stuff. So, I mean, you think of you think of people again. I know you said a tourism for the sake of a tourism, but you think of people like um, uh, Quentin Tarantino, who, by all accounts, is an absolute pain to work with, but makes fantastic movies. Um, I, I'm going to wait and see. I'm going to wait and see. Obviously, I, I would rather this guy um, communicate his ideas clearly with his team and take in constructive criticism because that is important. But at the same time, I think this might be fishing a little bit for some outrage. I don't know if I'm quite ready to, uh, to get the torches lit just yet. I just, I can't imagine working on, on a game or, or anything for seven, seven years. 2014 is when it started. Right. Yes. And, and we're in 20, I guess we're in 2022 now. But um, yeah, for seven years and just still not even anywhere close to being done. Um, if if uh, assuming that they the people working for him have stayed on for that long, um, but yeah, with, with what Gage says, it does kind of suck that we may not ever see this because Kevin has made some really cool games. Like Bioshock is a really awesome game, and getting something from that mind would be awesome. But it should never be at the expense of the people who are working for you or who are really making the game honestly um but yeah i i honestly don't know what to say besides besides that that we'll wait and see but i just i feel for the employees uh <laughs> who have to be working with this uh, interesting management style and just having to adapt over the last seven years <laughs> to whatever uh floats his boat that that particular day it seems yeah I'd say I'm I'm kind of split on this, but on on Twitter initially, my reaction to this was like, "Uh oh, here we go. This is not good." Ken Levine, the studio, has been working on this for forever. After reading the article, I felt like I got a different impression from this. I know there's, you know, hmm. obviously there's certain things you pointed out, Christian, that are not good uh, in terms of his management style. 
but as Gage said, he has made some fantastic games. He's told some great stories. Uh, Bioshock, Bioshock Infinite are absolutely phenomenal stories, I, I thought. Uh, and the interesting thing is, is when this studio started, it was in the ashes of Irrational Games, which created Bioshock. And my problem back then was how they handled that whole situation because they essentially laid off 80% of their staff uh, after the Bioshock Infinite content was finished. And they did it because Ken Levine said, I want to experiment with new games and do, do new stuff. And essentially, he told 2K he was going to go make his own studio to experiment th- with this kind of stuff. And 2K said, no, why don't you stick around? Stick around as- with Irrational, and we'll just make you a smaller team, and then you can just experiment with stuff. So like, I feel like the issue is... Ken it is never going to be satisfied with whatever they create. I feel like, like the, no matter what comes out of this studio, it's going to be something that he doesn't think is perfect. And like, it, it's almost a fault. You know, it, it's a good thing and a, a fault, I guess, that he's a perfect. Maybe you could call him a perfectionist because you're essentially pushing your employees to the point where you're changing things so much and everything is uh never consistent you're not keeping a a consistent you know focus on what the game is what we're doing where we're going and he's instead changing things all the time and that's part of why 2k wanted to make it a small team so that they could afford to do this i think i saw someone say like essentially this studio is like a rounding error for 2k like if 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 nothing yeah if nothing comes out of the studio like it who cares because it's a small, a tiny team in, in the uh, scope of 2K's entire um, group. But yeah, uh, it, it is interesting. Uh, I, I, I think it's, it, it's crazy that, you know, here we are seven, eight years later, like Rose said, and there's nothing out of it essentially. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's just like the counter. Is just thinking about like the individual who's like looking for work and goes to like, make games at this studio who i don't know like if you're not if you're not like battling crunch in the game industry you're battling people who are like are very demanding which isn't to say like that's like a very evil thing because like that's just what managers do right but if the management style is very poor to the detriment of like the entire studio where seven years go by and it's still not even remotely ready to go then it's like starts to become worrisome you start seeing high turnover and i don't know like when i'm thinking about the individual it's like people need jobs people need to produce stuff on the resume in order to get more jobs i, I don't know just this kind of sucks kind of kind of sucks let's be better i guess ken be better okay. i just want to shout out uh brenty in the chat says yo yo pxn crew happy new year and all the best to you guys all the best to you thank brenty. you thank, thank you, you. All the best to <laughs> thank you. you yes thank you happy new all year right. that is it for all the the terrible news, I'll call it. So I want all of us to just like, just take a deep breath, just a sigh of relief. <sighs> Expel that bad energy. <sighs> oh, it's 2022. We're all about manifesting good energy. Exactly, exactly. Let's get into some fun news items. Dan, I didn't see you exhale. I did. <laughs> good. Quick just making sure. Just making, just making sure. Just making sure. <laughs> Some huge news came out of CES, particularly Sony at CES. PSVR 2 is official. 
the name is called PlayStation VR 2. Controllers are called Sense Controllers. They offer haptic feedback and are rechargeable. Uh, PSVR 2 features include eye tracking, 4K HDR, foveated rendering, which uh, I, I forgot to look up what that means, but I imagine it is cool tech, uh, 90 and 120 hertz refresh rate, a 110 degree field of view, uh, and of course an inside out tracking using integrated cameras embedded in the VR headset. So you do not need an extra camera peripheral to use with the PS5. It's going to track the headset itself. Uh, uh, one thing to note, uh, of course, if you missed it, the PSVR 2 uh, is going to be a wired headset. Uh, it's just one cable, a 10-foot-long uh, USB-C that you can connect to your PS5. There is a USB-C slot on the front of the PS5, I'm assuming. Uh, maybe you can use it with that one. I'm going to stop there because there, some more news came uh, out of Sony uh, at CES. But um, Does anyone here own a VR headset? Who owns one? Show of hands. Me and Gage. And Dan. Yes. This is huge. Dan, what do you have? I think we... Don't we all have Quest 2? I think so. Yep. I have the Quest 2 and the first VR. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm excited. Two questions here, then. And it's the same question. Is, will you, essentially, will you buy PSVR 2? But it's going to come from two different things. Because, Ro, you don't have a VR headset at all. Uh, and Dan and Gage, you already have one. So does PSVR 2 interest you? It's... It's going to depend on a couple of things because, like, what's the price going to be, I think, is a big question. Uh, obviously, the fidelity of this thing is really, really nice. Uh, it's got a higher resolution than the Quest 2. You can play 120 hertz. That's crazy. Um, eye tracking, all this cool uh, stuff inside of it. I just want to know how much it's going to cost and what kind of games are going to only appear there. And obviously there is a game we'll talk about here in a little bit, but yeah, the, the hardware itself, I'm very impressed by, and, uh, I definitely am interested. However, uh, I also, I had the same conversation with Sean about the first iteration of PlayStation VR. And I told him the same thing. I was like, back then I was like, I wasn't interested in PSVR. There wasn't anything that, you know, I had to have it for. And then when I finally was interested in it, I got my quest and I pretty much got everything that I really, you know, cared about on there. Um, yeah, I missed out a couple of experiences that were exclusive to PS4, but, um, for the most part, the the, the wireless uh, factor of Quest is also a bigger factor to nice. me than than you know than that kind of stuff as well. So while one wire is much better, uh, it's still not quite wireless. So we'll see. Um, I will say, as someone who uses his Quest Two um, hooked into the PC to play uh, Steam VR games, the one wire is is really you can not do an that? issue yes yeah yeah if you have a usb-c port on your pc and you have a beefy pc you can pl- I've, been, I've been playing half-life alex on the quest 2 you can do yes. that yes that's why i bought it is because of the because i just... realized that you can buy this linked usb-c cable yeah you can just piggyback the power of your pc and turn it into a proper fully fledged vr headset just All right, so, I'm buying a link cable. Make sure yeah. you get a, a officially licensed one, though, because yes. if you use a normal one, it will not work. You need something that has really good bandwidth. Yeah. So the one that they offer, it's it's overcharged, but it's good. So just just get that one. The, um, the MetaQuest cable, the eighty dollar one. I'm sorry, yeah. this is just me shopping now. Yeah. Yeah, I found an alternative from a from a company that I know, but I don't know if they're in the states or not. So I would just recommend getting theirs. But 
And also the length, 15 feet cable. You want something with a lot of length. But yeah, no, so the one cable doesn't bother me. The hardware is extremely impressive. Um, I think, uh, to, in comparison to the Quest 2, which is what we all have, I think it's, uh, it's Hertz refresh rate offerings is 72 standard and 110 experimental, whereas this is 90 standard and 120, I'm guessing performance mode, whatever, they'll, whatever, whatever option they'll have. So that's huge. Um, and one cable, not bothered by it at all. Um, the only problem is games. And I mean, it's, it's only a problem for us because here's the thing. If you're somebody who doesn't have any allegiances and is just looking to get a, 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 a console and VR interests you, PlayStation, they own the market. Like, there's no other, there's no Nintendo headset, there's no Xbox headset for, for some reason. They have, God knows they have money that they could spare Excuse to do it. Excuse me, Gage? Labo? I'm sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Like, All right, don't, Nintendo don't disrespect Labo. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, no, but I think I think it makes sense for them to keep doing this because they're the only one, and they and even if it just breaks even, it's still uh, it's still something to get somebody to get the PlayStation over the Xbox. If somebody's curious, even just about maybe getting VR in the future, I mean, who are you going to go with? You're going to go with PlayStation. So I'm happy that PSVR 2 is real. I'm happy that they're not just doing the bare minimum, but putting, cramming a lot of good hardware into this thing. The price will probably be very expensive, um, but that's not, I mean, that's to be expected. Um, yeah, it all come, for me, it all comes down to games. Um, I've been saying yeah. for a long time, a, a horror Last of Us VR experience would be incredible if you're making your way through a through a building and you hear clicking and you have to throw bottles to 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 make distractions i don't know what they're doing i really don't know what they're doing because horror vr is like arguably the most popular subgenre on vr aside from rhythm games so they have the net wide open i'm waiting for that kick i'm just waiting for that kick and i will be there day one I'm, we'll get to more on that later, but Ro, I want to know your thoughts first on PSVR 2 and whether or not you're interested in buying. Well, I guess you need a PS5 first, don't you? Yeah, I, I do need a PS5 first, and that and that's where the cost comes in as well, where obviously you have to buy a PlayStation, 4, PlayStation 5 plus the VR, but I assume that's something that somebody would buy at a later date. You don't buy it all in one go, unless you're filthy rich. I am not. But um, so I am definitely very interested in the P. PSVR. I love the different um, the what the like the eye tracking. I'm trying to think of the word for it, but the different additions features. to features. Yes, thank you. I, I was blanking on the word. But I love those different features, like the eye tracking and the uh, apparently foveated rendering. It has something to do with eye tracking. It means the rendering technique, which uses an eye tracker integrated into virtual reality headset to reduce the rendering workload by greatly reducing the image quality in the peripheral vision. So it helps with loading and all that kind of stuff, I guess. And that's really cool. I think that's awesome and that it is going to be offered in the game that we're going to be talking about next. But at at the end of the day, it really does just come down to games. And And we're going to talk about the games. But if Sony does keep up this trend where they have VR experiences for their heart, big hitting games or for their big first parties, it's going to be amazing to own one of these things. Yeah, and you guys have all mentioned it. Like the the big the big factor whether or not I guess you want to consider PSVR one a success or not, and whether or not PSVR two will be a success success is entirely on games being built for it. 
whether 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 or not they're built from the ground up, right? Whether or not Sony believes and studios studios believe uh, in the power of VR. And on the to PSVR one's credit, like some were there. Like I loved um, Astrobot on VR. That's one of, one of my favorite VR games. Or I guess even just like recent Sony games, just period. The PS5 one rocked too. Uh, games like Moss, like all great stuff. But after a while, I wasn't really seeing anyone double down on like making great PSVR titles. Like there's a handful there, uh, and then that was like kind of it. So um, the worry, the concern, um, is going to entirely rely on whether or not studios are making great PSVR titles for PSVR 2. And luckily, it seems like they are, because Horizon Call of the Mountain was officially announced for PSVR 2. It's being developed by Gorilla and Fire Sprite. Um, there was a full trailer available to watch on YouTube. I guess like an announcement teaser trailer. Uh, it's about two minutes long. It's uh, mostly like a, a minute long, maybe a little bit less, actually. Uh, and it features just the Horizon world. It's obviously... a you watch the trailer it's on rails it seems like i don't know what the actual gameplay is going to be like but at least like being in that horizon world just via the video was pretty cool but what really fascinated me um was this screenshot that jeff Keeley shared um 17 studios are going to be working on first party uh, uh games for vr if you zoom into the picture you can see uh companies like bluepoint uh, insomniac uh, you see Fire Sprite there. I see uh, Sony uh, London. I think that's London right there. Uh, they made um, what was the Chris, game they made for PSVR one? Christian, yes. before you go any further, I think they were just saying that that's their that's their seventeen first parties working on uh, first no. party games, not VR. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, that's no. just all their first party studios. <laughs> no, I think you're right. I think I pulled that. Se- I think I yeah. I think you're right. That'd never mind. Awesome, though. Yeah, that was yeah, awesome. I, yeah. I was saving big ones like House Mark and Naughty Dog and Sucker Punch for last, but uh, yeah. I mean, oh, cool. We're getting more. We're getting more Sony uh, first party games. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like having a, a big game like Horizon, um, a, a game that we're anticipating the sequel. Uh, first one was great. Um, getting more iterations of that in VR, I think to me seems pretty cool. If they can continue partnering with like some studios like Gorilla and have it pair up with a different studio who can support and make uh, amazing VR titles. Like, like H said, there's a wealth of uh, current Sony first party games that we can pull from to make VR titles like standalone stuff like a, a last of us horror experience or et cetera, et cetera. I don't, I don't know what they would look like. A re- uh, I don't know. A uncharted uncharted puzzle experience. Mm, yeah. Right, going through going through ruins, pressing things, turning knobs. Hell yeah, let's go. I'd play it. And yeah, and Ben did a freaking, in my opinion, Ben did a great job of putting Uncharted on uh, PlayStation uh, Vita. So I feel like they would be a decent studio to let them kind of do an Uncharted experience on VR. Uh, but no, Horizon looks amazing. Like that's such a beautiful game world to go in. So like that's that's a great game to show off for them. Uh, and even like, don't don't forget like studios like Rocksteady. They made uh, that Batman experience early on in PSVR's mm-hmm. uh, life. So like, even stuff like that would be really cool. Uh, them partnering with third parties to make exclusive content. So yeah, I'm I'm interested. I would love to see more like 
um i i guess like epic or unreal engine stuff like the matrix and like the radiohead experiences that just came out on ps5 like if they can do stuff like that for vr are you kidding me i would love that um a little little uh little pc nerd tidbit here is that um the big thing i'm waiting for and that a lot of developers are waiting for is what the controllers look like because i follow a lot of developers that make really high-end vr games like i follow the developers of boneworks which is one of the most sophisticated sandbox vr games that you can play and a big reason that psvr didn't have a lot of these pc titles is not because it couldn't run it but because of the controllers themselves and the lack of touch sense and the amount of buttons on them so if these new uh psvr2 uh handsets actually resemble something like the like the oculus quest or meta quest or whatever the hell well, it's called now gauge your luck because last march 2021 they released a full playstation blog article uh looking uh, at these controllers they, and they look like um kind of similar to what the the valve index has okay i i, I remember the leak i didn't re- i don't remember f- official blog post but i must have yep. missed that so so this is the thing is that what i'm getting around to saying is that we could see a lot more third-party successful established vr titles coming to uh playstation vr 2 that that could have run on PSVR 1, but didn't have the hardware um, controller support for it. So that's exciting, because um, the PSVR is, PS5 is totally capable of running. Boneworks is totally capable of running um, games like Arizona Sunshine and all that stuff. So it'll be exciting to see these things make their way over as well, let alone first-party stuff. Let's hope, at the very least, the games are backwards compatible. Because they've been offering some PSVR games via PlayStation Plus. So if you've been adding those, you will have a breadth of games to play if you buy PSVR 2. Right. Hopefully. Guys, our last news article of the day uh, comes from Ubisoft. Ubisoft Plus is coming to Xbox in the future. Uh, Unfortunately, not to Game Pass. But you can buy it via Xbox. However, in that, we also learned that Rainbow Six Extraction is coming to Xbox slash PC Game Pass on launch day. Uh, which is a, a game coming out this this month? Mm-hmm. Just in the, another, another week or two? Mm-hmm. Very exciting, because I didn't want to shout the full price to play this, if I'm being honest. like I, I'm really curious to try it out. Paying a full 60 would have been, I don't know, uh, maybe a bit too far for me, but now that it's on Game Pass, I will definitely be checking this out. That's uh, the, the greatest news coming out of a Ubisoft game for me in quite some time. Well, Christian, all I'll say mm-hmm. is prepare to die. In okay. Rainbow Six Extraction. Is, is that a threat? No. A <laughs> I know, right? Rainbow Six that Extraction. Sounded, that sounded really morbid. <laughs> what are you going to do? Fly over here? Not that I have any insider info. I, I, I'm I just guessing that. I think the game is probably really bad, which is why we all didn't realize it's coming out in two weeks. And also it's coming to Game Pass Day 1. Not that that alone is a telltale sign. I'm just saying that it seems like the the cards are uh, all coming together here. I don't know if I'm going to download Rainbow Six Extraction. We'll see. Dude, my man Gage here is super down on Ubisoft. Did you guys see his tweet today about Ubisoft Plus? It was Wait. a good tweet. It was a <laughs> yeah. good tweet. It was a good tweet. Yeah. Let's not. What, Dan? 
Let's not claim that Gage is down on Ubisoft. The man who made me buy a Ubisoft game, so that not, he didn't make me. Let me be clear. But yeah, I was going to say, pass I, the buck to Glenn where it rightfully belongs. <laughs> but they were playing a Ubisoft game, and they're like, hey, buy this. I was like, all right, I'll buy it. Fine. That's so. true. But also, my point still stands because that game we were playing is indistinguishable from Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs and insert Ubisoft game here. Let me just read everyone the tweet. Okay. So Tom Warren tweets out, uh, Ubisoft Plus is coming to Xbox. It's a subscription game service that includes access to more than 100 Ubisoft games. Details here on The Verge. Uh, you can check out a full list of all the Ubisoft games coming, which I think is pretty cool. Like, there's like, there's, like cool titles in there. There's the Scott Pilgrim game. Um, that's oof. it. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm looking at it. Ooh, I, guess, I guess that's kind of it, isn't it? I don't know, Trackmania Turbo, Rainbow Six uh, Siege, like those are cool titles. To which Gage quotes tweets and says, or just buy one Ubisoft game and you've basically played all of them. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to argue with him there. Fair. Obviously, obviously being hyperbolic, but not, not that much, which is the problem. <laughs> or play the better Ubisoft game, Halo Infinite. True. Boom. True. Or... We could all play Elden Ring instead. Oh, Gage, exactly. (laughs) That is it for news of the week. Uh, Before we get to the topic of the show, guys, it's been a while. Happy New Year. What you got for me? Oh, oh. Uh, I didn't know if I was supposed to go. Uh, Of course, more Halo, as usual. That's never going to change every day of my life, the rest of my life. Anyways, Ghost Recon Breakpoint is the game we were referring to a little bit ago. Uh, this is a game I, that came out and I was like, I will never play this game ever. And then I playing Xbox one day, just happily enjoying my life. No, that's not true. That was more hyper hyperbolic, you know, comments there, but Gage and Glenn invited me to join them. Wait, was it Glenn who was playing with us? Yes. Glenn was playing with us. And, uh, I was like, all right can I justify buying this game? And you guys are like, oh, yeah, buy it, buy it. All right, I bought it. It's okay. It's a, it, uh, it's okay. It's a Ubisoft game. It's an open-world Ubisoft game. It's, it doesn't exactly scratch my itch per se. It's kind of like a, a poor man's Destiny meets uh, Far Cry meets Rainbow Six meets Ghost Recon meets, I don't even know, the worst parts of, of Rainbow Six, not the tactical aspect but i don't know anyways it was it was it was fun it was fun but uh i guess i'll have to play it some more with you guys because i just spent money on it and i'll feel terrible if i don't actually play it like ghost recon wildlands which i bought and never even played uh yeah (laughs) so that's all i got poor dan yeah (laughs) gage you want to jump into this Oh, I'm sorry, no, I'm sorry. I no, cut go you for off. It. I cut you off. No, I, I was going to go into mine, so please, what were you going to ask, Gage? Gage, well, you've also been playing Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Are you having fun? Wait, Are you as down you, on it? I'm going to give you the, the actual story of what happened. Because Dan likes okay. to... Dan is what I like to call Uh-oh. a revisionist historian. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dan joins our party without consent and starts yelling at us. Hey, what are you guys playing? And we said, playing Ghost Recon Breakpoint. And, okay, that part was fib, but this part isn't. So, Dan asks, starts asking me, why are you playing Ghost Recon if you're so down on it? 
And Dan, I know you remember this. I told you. Listen, and, and I want, I'm actually curious about, about this, Christian and Rashan. Tell me if you can see okay. the logic here or if I'm wrong, because I will, I will gladly concede. I told him that I didn't like Ghost Recon Breakpoint as a game, but the principle is that I very much enjoy third-person, over-the-shoulder military shooters, and there are none on console. There are none. The Division. I was going to say The Division, which is another Ubisoft there, game. Good point. Good point. <laughs> True. <laughs> True, the division, but that one is even more. Um, uh, what's the subgenre? Uh, like the Destiny thing. Uh, Shared what is world. Live service. Oh. Live service. Uh, Shared world. Yeah. Gear score, all that stuff, which Ghost Recon does have, and I'm not a looter fan. Looter shooter of. is probably what you're thinking. Looter shooter. So. Yes, yes, yeah. it's very much more looter shooter. Um, so, I told Dan, listen, he's like, "Why are you playing if you're so down on it?" I said, "Dan, because I don't have anyone else. Nope." I'm waiting for SOCOM to come back. Desperately waiting oh, for SOCOM thank to you come for back. Yes! Because Ghost Recon, Ubisoft decided that Ghost Recon isn't going to be Ghost Recon anymore because Wildlands was a GTA clone and Breakpoint was a GTA clone that's also a Destiny clone. And then they're like, okay, we hear you guys. We know what you really want. You want Ghost Recon Frontlines. You want a first-person battle royale. So, Dan, yes, Ghost, Re- Ghost Recon Breakpoint is not a great game, but it's the only re- semi-realistic third-person shooter I have, okay? <laughs> I just I need SOCOM or or this is gonna have to get me through until then. Okay, okay wait a minute. All right, first, Curacraft <laughs> is in the Twitch chat. He's saying, uh, "Hello, boys," and he's excited about SOCOM. Glenn's in the YouTube chat saying, "It was fun with the boys." Thank you. Anyways, Cage, I lost my train of thought. What was I gonna mm-hmm. say? <laughs> Shit. Oh, oh uh, some timers coming. Does this count? Does this count, uh, guys? Christian and Road. Um, this question's geared towards you guys. Does this count as a military, realistic military third-person shooter? Gears of War. No. No. How? It's literally a fucking military. He, he tried to feed me this alternative. Realistic. I, it's not. Graphics. It's not. Realistic graphics. There's a difference between graphical fidelity and... Is it realistic? It's not. I also, do up. you see the size of their necks? Tell me that's realistic. <laughs> so, that is... Yeah. What what's the what's the what's the word harmful male body type? What is it? What's the thing? Expectations. I don't know. Expectations. I don't know. That's what it oh, is. Oh, I don't talk about it either. Oh <laughs> uh, man, no, no I, I, I see I see the logic from Gage. Like that's all he he can get right now, so he's going to take it until until SoCom comes. The only other popular third over the shoulder third person shooter on console was like Fortnite, Gears and that's no. Also, Gears of War. I have a I have a very specific problem with Gears of War, and it's the sprinting animation. All right, I Wait, can't did, do it. Did you just say Stand Fortnite? Fortnite is even a realistic. What? Exactly. There's none. That's what I'm saying. It's only Ghost Recon Breakpoint. That's all you get. You could play through the Metal Gear Solid series on your Xbox via. Mm. I don't know. True. That's Back true. I have. I've never gotten into those. Actually, that one bugs me too, but I won't say why because it's silly. Anyways. Ghost Recon Breakpoint, don't recommend it. Also, didn't tell you to buy it. I was just saying you should definitely come play with us. But the kicker, the moral of the story, which Dan forgot to bring, which is the best part, is that about an hour and a half into playing this, he gets a pop-up on his pause menu that says, download the friend pass, download the the trial version of the game, and you can play Play unlimited time the full game with your friends. Yeah. And uh, missed that part, huh? Glenn and I both forgot about that, and instead you bought, you spent like what, twenty bucks on it? Fifteen, but that's yeah. not too bad. Not bad. Is that it, Gage? 
that's, you got for us? That's it. Well, no, that's not, I mean, if I'm just going now, uh, Hades as well. Hades and Tarkov. Oh, uh, no. Well, a little bit of Tarkov. Hades, which is still fantastic and still great. I'm getting all the aspects, kind of 100%ing it, but kind of not really. And then the other thing is It Takes Two. Uh, my girlfriend and I booted that up, and uh, it was towards the end of our visit, and she was like, let's try this. And uh, I was like, cool, yeah, I mean, you're going to be leaving soon, so let's do that. And then she ended up staying for like four or five hours later into the early nice. morning. And uh, it's good. I can see why. I, I can. We're only about six or seven hours in now. We've played it a couple of times. I can see why. It, it's definitely Game of the Year material. It's really good. The animations especially... It's also just funny. It's really funny. I don't want to spoil any of the uh, characters you end up meeting um, and some of the plot lines, but it's just absolutely ridiculous. Um, and it's uh, it's good fun. It's just good fun. <sighs> Another week where Gage flexes his girlfriend. She's real, <laughs> yeah. too. She's like an actual real person, mm. for real. Must be, it must be nice. Bro! <laughs> What you got? For, what you got for me? What you got for us? Um, I haven't been playing much. I started a new, uh, which is not a good idea because I have a lot of things to play. But I started a new game. It's an old game, and I'm playing, and it's called uh, Grandia, which is a JRPG. And I saw it on the Steam sale. My dad got me a Steam gift card for my birthday. Shout out to Brenty. Uh, so I use a little bit of it on an old game. And I'm saving some more for later on this year. Maybe Sifu. I'll get that later. But anyways, uh, Grandia. Super cool. Very early on. Don't have much to say on it yet, but I've heard good things about it, so I wanted to give it a shot. Trying to get into some more classic JRPGs this year. So that was one of them. And of course, well, not of course, but I'm playing Halo Infinite multiplayer as well and having a good time. Enjoying it. And popping off. And popping off. (laughs) I tweeted a little clip earlier today where I said I did the thing. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I hit my hand. <laughs> oh, man. But, um, yeah, I did the thing where I grappled somebody's warthog, and there was an enemy in the back still shooting the turret. He didn't realize that I hijacked it, and I drove nice. off the map, and then I hijacked, and then I grappled back onto the map so I didn't die. It was so fun. I felt so good in that moment. You felt like a you felt like a champion like, among men. I felt like a god, yes. And then I immediately, <laughs> I immediately died after, though. So of course, because I was I was I was getting the capture, so I was just standing there. So I I was just easy target. But, but it was did you get the clip though? I got the clip, that and that's what matters it. exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm still ranking up. I'm not as I'm, I mean, Gage and Dan have finished the battle pass. Uh, I'm still climbing up. Right, I think I'm on rank 32 now. But uh, yeah, having a good time, enjoying myself. Didn't expect to be still playing it, honestly, but I am. So I'm having a good time. We got to squad up this weekend. Yes. Heck yeah, heck yes. yeah, definitely. Christian, <laughs> totally. don't even lie to the people. <laughs> okay, it's my turn. I haven't played anything. I've been away on vacation with my family for almost a week, so nothing new for you. You've been playing with Instead. your family some good times. Yes, we uh, we were in a cabin near Yosemite. We made up this. My cousin and I made up this game. Actually, we played a lot of Sorry with the fire and ice. I have this tweet. Uh, um, drafted in my tweets uh, that I'm not going to post. So I'll just say it here. Listen, Hasbro was off the shits when they made Sorry Fire and Ice. <laughs> Completely changes the game. It's it's awesome. I'm so that's what I've been I to, Yeah, I missed that one. How is it it's different? Like, like yeah. with, with... Is it so the so the, so when you pull the cards, uh, some of them will say like move fire, and you have to move like a fire piece on it, and you can start zooming across the map every time it's your turn. And then if you make it home, 
uh, with the with your fire on your little pawn, you get to bring in another pawn with you. So you want to stop that. So the only way to stop it is with ice or moving the fire, drawing that move fire card. It's I'm talking too much about this board game for kids, but it was like legit so much fun. Especially when you're like drinking and having a good time. Instead, what I have for you is the topic of the show. Yes, that is right. We are predicting 2022 in video games. I asked the crew to pick three things to predict that will happen in 2022 in the world of video games, whether that be uh, reveals, announcements, delays, awards, etc., etc., etc. And then I asked them uh, before the show not to tell me because I want I want to be surprised by everyone's um, prediction. So I figure we'll go one at a time. So for Dan will go, then Gage, then Ro, then me. Um, and then we'll just loop back. Let's start with Dan. What you got? What is your first prediction? I'm going to go ahead and apologize in advance because these predictions are going to be terrible. I had to come up with these real quick because uh, I was working on the podcast stuff before the show and I didn't have time. So I'm going to preface with that. Uh, don't don't yell at me, Christian. They're bad. All right. The first one I have, Starfield will be delayed to 2023. No. Yeah. <laughs> wow. The man really thinking about that one, huh? I t- I don't want. I don't want it. Don't shame him, Christian. I know. I, I know. He did. He did. <laughs> I, I feel. I, I deserve it, though. That's a terrible prediction. I deserve it. Uh, Who knows? I don't. I, I don't want it to be delayed. I want it to come out this fall. But like, obviously, this game has been in development for a long time. Uh, Fallout Four came out in 2014, and Todd Howard's team hasn't made anything since then. So here we are seven plus years later and uh, maybe it'll be coming out after eight years. Um, So yeah, I'm interested to kind of see some gameplay uh, probably at E3 this year if Microsoft has that and, you know, see what this game's going to be. Obviously, I'm a huge Fallout fan and I like Elder Scrolls. So really excited to see what Todd's up to. Are they doing 11-11 this year as well for Starfield? I forget. They did say that. So that's the only like hesitation I have because like mm. Todd has a weird fascination with that date for some reason. 11-11-22? Yeah. Clean. Easy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Too bad it's not going to happen and we'll get delayed 2023 according to Daniel Prindle. Ro, your first prediction. My first prediction is... Well, we've had some rumors about uh, the Donkey Kong or the Super Mario Odyssey team over at Nintendo working on a Donkey Kong game. So my prediction, I guess it's two predictions in one, but I I think we're going to find out what they're working on this year, whether it is a Donkey Kong game, a new uh, platformer from them, or Super Mario Odyssey 2, which I hope they've been working on Super Mario Odyssey 2. I think they have two teams anyway. I'm, I'm not sure if it is... I'm not sure how that works, actually, but I think, actually, I think it is one team, and this is Super Mario Odyssey team. They could then rumors has it that they're working on a Donkey Kong game, but I really hope that we're getting a Super Mario Odyssey two from them. Uh, if not, I'm sure the 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 game, whatever game it is, whether it's Donkey Kong or Super Mario Odyssey two, I'm sure we're going to hear about what that game is this year. I think it's going to be at the first direct of the year, which I guess would be soon, probably in February. February, right? Yeah, yeah they do a big one in February, don't they? Yeah. They do. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to hear uh, about that at February. I, I, think, I think it's going to be the Donkey Kong game. I hope 
it's not because I want a Mario Odyssey 2, but I think they are the rumors are true and they're working on a, a new Donkey Kong, which would be really cool because you know, there's a Donkey Kong movie in the works eventually. Um so Oh my cool. god. Yeah. <laughs> With Seth Rogen. I forgot about that movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that'd be cool if they're able to time uh the game's release with that or something but we shall see we shall see i'm the opposite row i hope it's a donkey kong game that's how that'd be fantastic i just loved odyssey so much man i just loved it so much that's fair i'm gonna start on a negative note because my other two are, are positives so i'm gonna get the negative out of the way pull a daniel prindle and also predict a delay <laughs> what did i write down uh the sequel to Breath of the Wild will get pushed to 2023. Oh. No. I guess Why? I better change one of my predictions. It will <laughs> not release in 2022. I'm so I think sad. You made it right. Yeah. I hope, I hope you're wrong, Christian. I want that game so bad. I'm sure I mean, you do I hope too. I'm wrong too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but I can definitely see it happening as well. But man, I want that game so bad. We've been waiting. I do too. It looks so we've waiting for the, since this. Well, not exactly since the Switch came out, but it's been so long since Breath of the Wild came out that I'm I'm ready for that sequel. Is it 2017? Yeah. Holy. 2017. Yeah. Breath of the Wild Rock, man. Does that Minimalist team? Zelda. Does that team bounce back and forth between things, or they have? Did they pretty much just start working on Breath of the Wild too? I don't know because I think. Uh, what was that other game? The Calamity game? That the Misso game? Wasn't Age by of them. Calamity. I think they helped a little bit, like with the art style and stuff, but I think like the Dynasty Warriors team worked on that. I think. So I they could right, yeah. I think they've been working on Breath of the Wild all this time. I think. I, I'm totally speaking out of my butt. I don't know that for sure. But I think that they haven't been working on anything else besides that right now. Gage, what say you? I say this is I'm gonna I'm gonna do a softball first. I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna make this an official prediction and not just a wish anymore. I'm going to predict that Redfall comes out and it absolutely slaps. Not just I personally enjoy it, but that we're talking good Metacritic, really lots of buzz on release. Um I, I've been feeling this way for a long time, um, but somebody tweeted out recently a good little recap. Um, I can't find it now, but pretty much uh, it's just saying that this is uh, this is not a spinoff team. This is uh, there's a lot of A team talent behind this game, and it's kind of flying under the radar. Um, the lead on this project is one of the most senior people at uh, Arcane, Harvey Smith. Harvey Smith, that's right, the man, the myth, the legend, and. Um, it's getting a huge budget from Microsoft, and I think this is going to be... Um, uh, if, if you read the leaks or not, it seems like there, it's going to be a Borderlands competitor where it's going to be Gear Score Ooh. and um, Looter Shooter, four-person co-op, open world. And I, I, I'm not only am I personally excited for this game, but again, the talent behind it, I think this is going to be huge. I think this is going to be a, a really a sleeper hit for Microsoft. Um Something kind of similar to Back for Blood, but on a much bigger scale, where Back for Blood came out, it was surprisingly good, and I think that Redfall is going to be that, but to the AAA sort of level of quality that we expect. Is Redfall slated to release this year, 2022? Yes. Summer 2022. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect window nice. as well. A really good window. 
if they can get out, if they can get it out early summer, they can uh, they can really have the season to themselves. Which, if if that does happen, we'll have to see gameplay somewhat soon because we we haven't seen gameplay yet. We've only seen CG yeah. teasers, so yep. I wouldn't be surprised if it if that gets delayed as well. Now, if it doesn't get delayed, do you think it gets its own? Um, because yeah, Xbox normally doesn't do sort of state of plays, if you will, for specific games. Do you think maybe they start that trend and give it its own sort of um, developer highlight, developer blog um, in, in the spring? If it, assuming it doesn't get delayed, do you do you think that Microsoft would do something like that? Yeah, possibly, or it just could have a huge um, focus at E3 because. And then release shortly after. Yeah, like right. I'm, I'm thinking July or August maybe they'll release it because that's still summer, right? Is that right? I don't know when the official. Mm. To me, yes, okay. but there's a stupid official calendar that's totally wrong. Yeah, I think it'll go into September. I think usually the summer goes into like August, September. Gotcha. I think I think I could also see them um, doing like a, a Game Informer month where it's like coverage. True. Is, is yeah. I think September 21st is supposed to be the last day of summer, but in my mind, it's like the end of August is the end of Dan, your second yes. prediction. I have revamped my predictions actually after being embarrassed with my first prediction while okay. everyone has been talking. So my second prediction is the coalition reveals a brand new IP taking a break from Gears of War for now. But I think they will get back to Gears of War and do kind of the on and off thing like what Todd Howard's team does with uh, Elder Scrolls and Fallout and now, obviously, Starfield. Uh, But I think they will reveal a new IP. Remember that little bank heist-looking game uh, was first announced by Black Tusk, which was the Coalition's former name, before Microsoft bought the Gears of War license and said, here, make Gears of War games. Uh, But... The reason why I think this is because, like, uh, Rod Ferguson, uh, huge, you know, impact on the Gears of War franchise. He left uh, the Coalition, what, two years ago? Maybe a year and a half ago? Uh, after, right after Gears of War, Gears 5's development ended. And uh, that kind of signifies to me, like, they're ready to start their next chapter. And maybe they'll kind of announce a new IP to kind of get people excited uh, for Unreal Engine 5. They helped uh, Epic Games make that Matrix demo uh, on on -hmm. all the platforms, which uh, is really cool. So, uh, yeah, I think that's what we'll see. New IP. Coalition. Exciting stuff. That would be cool. I think, and wasn't wasn't the Coalition the the studio that was showing off all those really cool designs that we looked at a while ago on the show where they would just Unreal Engine 5 stuff. I think they were, they partnered with Unreal 5 to show off how beautiful graphics can look. Yes. Yeah, yes. That's, yeah. that's even more exciting. That's even more exciting. Whatever they're going to make next, if it's Gears or whatever, or a new IP, it's going to be beautiful, that's for sure. Yep. They, yes. have, they have they a long lineage of, um, of being associated with Unreal Engine. I remember they did a tech demo for... The first gears of war on whatever unreal engine that was and being absolutely blown away as a child by it but yeah i'm excited i think that's a i think that's a good prediction i'd like to see them make something else and make the characters stand up when they sprint in that game <laughs> it's a roadie mm-hmm. run gauge 
I don't care. They sprint normally in the cutscenes, Dan. Sprint normally in the gameplay. I can't stand it. Maybe have some smaller necks. Ro, what is your next <laughs> prediction? Uh, my next prediction is Atlas is going to announce not Persona 6, which they might as as well, but I think we're finally going to hear about Project ReFantasy, which, for those who don't know, is a game, a JRPG, a high-fantasy JRPG, uh, being developed by a studio within Atlas that is called Studio Zero, which emerged after Persona 5 was released. They had the money to make a new studio, which is awesome. And uh, that studio is working on, as I said, Project Re Fantasy, which was announced in 2016 and has been in development since 2016. And as of December 2020, the lead over there said that the game has reached its climax, which in uh, history of Atlas, that usually means that an announcement is imminent with Persona <laughs> Persona 5 having similar uh, uh, a path, I guess, I, for lack of a better word. Um, but yeah, I've been waiting for this announcement for a long time, being a fan of Atlas and, of course, Persona. I would love to see what a, another studio could do with their amazing style and uh, uh, music, see what they could kind of bring to a different genre of uh, of game. Seeing a high fantasy take uh, from Atlas would be really cool. I tell you what, I look forward to hopefully playing P5 Royal this year. Hope yes, I do it. should. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> It's a really good game. <laughs> Guys, I am no longer predicting 2022 in games. From here on out, I am manifesting 2022 <laughs> in games. So my first manifestation, I guess technically it's my second number two prediction, uh, is... Where did I write it down? Here we go. Bloodborne PS5 remaster plus PC port is real, releasing 2022. Uh, and yeah, 60 frames per second is happening in Bloodborne. Believe it, Naruto style. Heck yes. Yes, prepare to die. Again. Okay, y'all got nothing to say about from FromSoft games, huh? Okay. That's fine. <laughs> I will That's someday. fine. We can talk on and on about the coalition making pretty games, but no one wants to talk about from <laughs> software. No, no definitely fine. prepare to die, Christian. Prepare to die and over and over and over. That's all I got. <laughs> I don't... It's okay. okay. I forgive you all. Gage, what is your number two? You guys two deserve prediction? it. You deserve it. That's all I have to say. Yes. Um, okay, number two. Also, another prediction that I've been predicting for quite a while. The Last of Us remake comes out in 2022. And it's the first PlayStation game that comes day and date to PC. I, I think maybe, maybe not the start of every game, but this game specifically, there's no reason not to. Because it's not an exclusive experience. PlayStation people have been playing this for eight years now nine years whatever nine years now um and it's uh they're gonna want to drum up hype for the hbo show they're gonna want to get people excited i think that 2022 is the perfect time to do that because we don't have a date for the show yet i would expect um holiday 2022 at the earliest for the show if not spring 2023 so uh a late 2022 release for the last of us remaster to me, just seems like all the all the stars lining up for them, and I think they're gonna want to try and get that hype going for that brand. And the PC part of things, like I said, the game has been out; it's not a brand new game. Um, I think it's the perfect time to widen the audience, especially with your hit show coming out on one of the greatest networks uh, that's ever existed. To me, it just makes sense. I'm I'm calling it now. 
Last of Us remake on PC, day and date with a PS5, 60 frames, all that goodness. You can go prone as Joel now if you want to do that. Roll around the mud, get freaky would, with it. I would break that game. I think. I don't know if you'd do that. It would be weird if they didn't, though, right? Like it doesn't make sense for them to add it, but it makes less sense for them not to add it if they're just porting the engine over. I don't know. We'll see. I guess it's part of the remake, though, isn't it? Yeah, and that's the thing. It is remake and not remaster. If it is, I'm going to crawl no. through the whole game. I'm not going to get off my tummy once. And what is your final prediction? <laughs> my final prediction is Naughty Dog. I mean, Gage just talked about him. You know, that whole Last of Us thing. Yeah, Naughty yeah. Dog announces Uncharted 5, but not named 5. It's going to be kind of a spinoff, so to speak, but uh, not spinoff, but like kind of a re- spiritual reboot of the series starring Nathan Drake's daughter, sort of akin to God of War 2018. Spoilers. And, well, well, <laughs> sure, sorry. Uh, but uh, I think we'll see a CG, trail- CG teaser trailer to announce it. I don't think they're going to show anything crazy or anything like that, but I think it would be super cool to kind of spiritually reboot the series similar to God of War 2018, get a new audience excited about Uncharted, and that would be really cool. Unfortunately, Dan, the rumor is that a different studio is working on the Uncharted sequel. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I haven't heard this. What's the the rumor? Uh, I think it was at Santa Monica Studio. Or, or or was or it San Bend. Diego studio? Was it? Oh. No, it wasn't Ben. Ben was no. supposed to be work, helping work on, on the remake of TLU 1, or if they're going to do like some kind gotcha. of TLU 1 plus 2 package. I think it was San Diego or um, Santa Monica is um, supposedly working on the, the next Uncharted. They're like Naughty Dog is passing that IP on to another PlayStation studio. Okay. That's kind of exciting, though. Let me, change, what... rumor. Let me change my prediction. PlayStation announces Uncharted. Okay there we go and how how much of a tease are we talking about like a slow camera pan over a map and there's like a there's like the yeah. ring yeah it's like, good that, that's all you get it's just gonna be a, a cg like teaser it's not gonna be not even in engine like akin right. to the halo infinite init- initial reveal trailer although that was an engine i guess i know what you mean though i know what yeah you mean. i hope you're right i'm getting aside just thinking about what type of types of trailers we could possibly get if yes. this is true uh, can i add well? on to your prediction sure before we move Ooh, on sure okay it's a camera pan over a map and then it pans up and it's tom holland and he's the star of the next well, uncharted game. oh no That's did not see that coming oh sully oh sully <laughs> there was a moment where you're like man i can choose not to say this <laughs> and you said it anyway and you said it anyway uh Ro, I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to cut you off because Gage got a Naughty Dog prediction in. Uh, Daniel got a Naughty Dog prediction in. <laughs> I am now gonna throw in my own Naughty Dog manifestation. Unless you do, do it. unless you no, go for it. Okay, go I'm gonna it. I'm gonna continue the train real quick. Thank you for letting me jump in. Uh, my manifestation. Everyone's always talking about oh, where's factions? Which, by the way, that, that's also me. I can't wait for factions. Oh, where's Tilu remake? What's happening with that? My Naughty Dog manifestation is that naughty dog announces a new game this fall and it is new ip hmm. we get an actual announcement a teaser of that 
And and you may be thinking, Christian, like you're insane. Like it's it's too soon. You're right, probably. <laughs> like they've, Naughty Dog is busy as fuck, right? But I don't put it past them. I don't put it past them. They have so much support from other PlayStation Studios. Sony loves supporting Naughty Dog that I, I don't. I don't. I, I can envision a future where they have a team that is working on their next new IP because they've had it in a pipeline in the pipelines for a while. There was a rumor that it was going to be a sci-fi game for the longest time, which would be incredible. I would love to see it. And there's my justification. Oh, I, I like it. I That's totally. I can see that as a one more thing for one of these summer events for one of these PlayStation. They they end the show showing factions or it's Last of Us remake. Everybody's hyped and oh man, that was the last thing of the show. I can't believe it. And the screen fades to black. Thing. One more little oh, thing. The studio's logo. Neil, come on, give it to me, Neil. I want it. Yes, I. I and, and we're in space. We're like, what? What game is this? Oh, yes. I love Naughty Dog so much. I, I would I would always take more Last of Us, even though it should have ended. Which maybe it should have ended with the first one, but who knows? I like the second one. But I would always take more Last of Us. I will always take more Uncharted. But a new IP is definitely at the top of my list. I would love to see something new from from that studio for sure. That would be awesome. Can't wait. I hope that that happens this year. We got cover Bro. cover in the YouTube chat says, "Member me." Of course, we remember you. Absolutely. Hello, cover. Uh, <laughs> Bro, please enlighten us with your third prediction. All right, so my final predictions, not super exciting. It's not Naughty Dog. Um, I have a, a really quick one, but Pokemon Sleep is finally finally announced. So that's, that's not my final prediction, but I do think this oh. year we'll finally find out what Pokemon Sleep is. <laughs> but uh, my actual prediction is that we're getting another new Nintendo Online game, which they always do. But I think we're going to finally get that Zelda one that I thought was going to happen for the 35th anniversary, but Nintendo was very strange. And they just wanted to do Skyward Sword, which I guess makes sense to a certain extent but i think they are going to do a zelda themed online game and i think it's going to be a dungeon crawler where whoever survives in the dungeon the longest wins and i think that'll be super fun and i hope they do it i that's that's my prediction that nintendo online gets a a zelda themed game which i think probably be timed as well like all the other ones unfortunately and it'll go away eventually but yeah i think it's time for a a Zelda one. We've got a Pac-Man one. We've got a Mario one. It's time for a Zelda one. Oh, yes. That'd be so cool. Love it. Okay, go, 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 uh, okay Gage. You're going to close out the show. What's your I get to close it. Oh, no. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> uh, let's play it safe and go... This is going to be the year that we finally get... Talked about this on our live stream for the game awards we are finally going to get our big xbox capture overhaul phil it's so long overdue please i want to record clips and i want to be able to edit them quickly and efficiently i want to have the option to record party chat in the clips as well which has been something that's been on playstation for a long time um it's super unfortunate when i'm playing games um on PC, I have it so that it records everybody's audio and you get good moments. I've got tons of Halo Infinite clips from Rashan and Dan and I and just absolute chaos and buffoonery. And then something cool happens on Xbox and you watch the clip back and it's just, you're like, what, why did I record this? And you're like, oh wait, maybe somebody said something really funny. I don't know though, because I can't tell. So they've mentioned this, they've mentioned this a few times. They've made certain acquisitions. Um, 
for editing software and stuff like that, I think it's time to to give the people what they want, which is a nice big uh, makeover for capturing on Xbox because it's it's really it's it's abysmally limited right now. You hankering for an overhaul, Dan? Honestly, I don't really use capture that much. I use it for screenshots occasionally and like the cool play that I make, but I'm not social enough to get these cool moments and parties like gauges. So now I have a question for you, Dan. What's that? What came first, the chicken or the egg? Yeah. You don't use Xbox capture a lot. Is that because there's not much to use it for? Uh, Sure. (laughs) Sure. Amazing. (laughs) Amazing. I do. I no. I I do think. I do wonder if people would, if you would be somebody who would record game clips and and make montages if it was that easy, right? Yeah. So and I, the I think the younger audience for for sure would uh, appreciate right. it because obviously not all little kids have like nice machines to go video edit or right. you know maybe they're not comfortable with doing that. So yeah, something a little easy to easier to use and you know, robust enough for people to do some cool things, that would be be nice. The first, I don't know, console thing, person, to let you upload directly to TikTok. That'll oh. be killer. Wow. Mm. These kids love the TikTok. That's a That's hot true. take. <laughs> what do you mean a hot take? I don't that's know. That's right. It's no, it's that's yeah. Let's kids get do love TikTok. Let's get some Snapchat stories, you know, on Xbox. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I hate that people on Twitter say, like, the, the only people that use, like, Twitter, or sorry, that use Snapchat are, like, old people. They all come on. I still use Snapchat every now and then. Can, can I just it's give funny. you my, my two joke predictions real quick? Yeah. Obsidian announces, like, its 12th game in the last two years. That was a joke that I've written down here because <laughs> they've announced so many games. Uh, and also... <laughs> You know what? Also, I wrote this one down as a joke, but okay, so Halo Infinite as game of the year, guys. But no, Gage, stop shaking your head for one second. Not even possible. No, no, no. Stop shaking your head for a second and listen to me. How do you judge this game? Like, the game came out in December, so, like, do you judge it based on it what it is? came out broken and with missing no, no, no. features. It's gauge, listen, wow. listen, listen, listen. Oh, no. no, no. Do you, gauge it, do you gauge it as of December 2021, or do you gauge it as of November 2022, like, before the cutoff for the Game Awards? Like, how does that work? It would be in consideration for this year. I just don't think it's going to meet the standard. No, no, no. I'm, what I'm saying is, is how would they judge it? Would they judge it based on how it launched or how it is? Oh, the, you see what I'm saying? Oh, if it can, if it can have a redemption mm, arc. Yes, because if it, gets, if it gets a lot of good buzz by the time the game awards roll around and it's on everybody's mind, I see. That's my, I see. that's my confusion. Like, how do you judge? Because a lot of content for that game will be coming this year. It's a live service game. And we're getting features that weren't there, so like I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like. Here's it what happens: bit. it doesn't get the game of the year nom. It gets one of those um, like best ongoing games. Yeah, yeah, but how do you maybe do- maybe a best shooter or something? But how do you do best ongoing game when it was only eligible just that first year? You see what I'm saying? Like it was just eligible that year. I don't know. It's confusing. That's for Dan. To I, worry I think I think that is for Dan to worry about. <laughs> no, that's he'll for Jeff. To, for the, he'll, that's for he'll Jeff. Worry to enough worry for all of us. I think best ongoing is a is a safe bet. 
definitely not game of the year because two things one it launched very poorly and and two it didn't uh, launch poorly let's not say that well i mean not in terms of like it uh, there are features in the game that don't work it didn't launch that way though to be fair big team battle is broken right now completely and theater mode has been broken from day one yeah fair when are they going to patch it to make it fun that is it for your podcast PXN 22 video game <laughs> predictions. Uh, let me recap you the predictions actually before. I forgot, almost forgot to do that before before I started signing off. Uh, started with Daniel. Uh, Starfield will get delayed into 2023. Uh, the Coalition reveals a brand new IP taking a break from Gears, although the next Gears still is in development. Uh, and then lastly, PlayStation announces Uncharted 5, not named 5, uh, and it will star uh, Nathan Drake's daughter. Uh, a CG teaser will announce again rose three predictions were mario the mario odyssey team unveils their new game uh whether or not it's a, a donkey Kong game or mario odyssey 2 we'll wait and see but they will release their next game or sorry unveil their next game atlas finally unveils project re fantasy we get uh, a look at that because it seems like Ro thinks it's pretty much done now or close to done so we want to see it is he talking is he okay. muted Sorry, yeah, at least time for announcement. The first trailer we got was such a, a teaser that it was basically nothing, but I think we're finally going to get an announcement for real. And lastly, a new Nintendo Online game uh, will come out in 2022. Uh, hopefully it will be a Zelda game, Dungeon Crawler. That would be fantastic. Christian, me. Breath of the Wild 2 does not release this year. Bloodborne PS5 remaster plus PC port happens. 60 frames per second, let's go. Uh, and lastly, Naughty Dog announces a new game this fall. It is a new IP. Gages through predictions. Redfall comes out and it's good. And what is the per, uh, parameters for good? Well, it means a good Metacritic score and uh, some online uh, buzz surrounding the game. Tilu 2 Remake comes out this year. First PlayStation game that comes day and date with PC, which is a very bold prediction, and I like it. And lastly, 3, Xbox Capture uh, gets overhauled. Uh, clips, party chat, audio, editing, etc., etc. All right. I want to make a correction. My prediction is that Redfall comes out and it quote unquote absolutely slaps. And <laughs> certified banger. Thank you again to everyone joining us live over on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, as well as podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you, Ro. Thank you, Christian. I don't know. Why do I keep doing that? <laughs> Thank you, Gage. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, you folks. And this has been Podcast PXN, and we are out. Mu- oh, ooh, Dan. Much love and keep on gaming. Huh? <laughs>